Switching and saving with GEICO is easy, so you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like, combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until of course something dramatic happens, and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with GEICO. It's easier than you think. Okay, this is Jim the Keys bartender. I hope this comes out all right. Um, last one I attempted, I just started talking and I'm looking at the clock and it's not moving at all. But we are in Keys, the Florida Keys. It's a rainy season. We're getting a shitload of rain. We're getting about a month's worth of rain in the next last couple of days. Uh, you probably picture this part of Florida being very rainy, but it seems like it's very magical how the storm clouds in the summertime would just stop at the edge of the Keys and uh, stay up north of us. But the the Florida Keys uh, aren't as rainy as you would you know expect the Everglades and things like that. But it has been. We had a lot of that. We are open and we're having people, uh, a lot of visitors down here and a lot of people getting nervous and we got a wishy-washy board of county commissioners. Uh, Last week, our county commissioners uh, pointed out that businesses can, if they want, waive the requirement to have people that come into their businesses wear masks. It's up to them. And now this week, uh, I think starting tomorrow, they're reconsidering it. Their chances are they're going to reverse that. That's going to make them look very wishy-washy, three of them. But that's the way the world is right now. People, you know, there's a lot of people out there suggesting that we just should just go it, do a little herd immunity and things like that. Um, you know, what Sweden try, tried out and their health minister. And if you did a little research, uh, listeners... Uh, the health minister that oversaw the policies they did during COVID-19 um, thought that it would probably have been best if they used another tactic to attack. But that's just Sweden. And I'm not going to, you know my views. Um, my consideration is for other people. Um, so, yeah, mask one person wearing a mask may not help that much. It may not protect you and stuff like that. You see it as a fear thing. I see it as consideration, you know, in case you sneeze and things like that. I sneeze at the drop of a hat. I swear to God, I just do. And uh, if I can, uh, if I were asymptomatic, I'd have to be tested all the time, I guess, to find out. But I wouldn't want to get anyone else sick. And that's me. I understand it's the aesthetics. You don't like doing it. You know, some people don't like wearing fucking shoes or shirts. You know, you go into businesses and stuff like that. You're going to get used to it. Uh, Humans did not wear shirts originally, probably. They didn't develop clothing probably until like, I don't know, pick an arbitrary time. 10,000 years ago, 11,000 years ago, um, they started wearing rudimentary, I guess, according to your climate. And we, where we are, I imagine a lot of people were shirtless or skirtless or whatever you want. Some tribes hate it, you know, it's just, but nowadays, because of hygiene and the way we want to dine, 
uh, people aren't walking in with their shirts off and stuff like that. Yes, we have a tiki culture down here, and people walk up to the bars without shoes, with in bikinis and speedos, whatever you want to call them. Uh, though the Florida Keys is not necessarily the speedo capital of the United States. That's more about 40, 50 miles north in Miami. You'll find the grape uh, smugglers and all those tight uh, shorts. Me, myself, I'm a um, traditional swimsuit wearer, not uh, speedo guy. I don't think I ever wore. I even tried on a Speedo before. I mean, I've had uh, bikini briefs on that were kind of snug, but that was under my clothes, so that's not... So, but uh, I don't think it really changes the conversation. I guess if everyone wore those, I would wear it. Wear it. i probably work in my gut a little more than... I don't know how those guys do it with the big guts. Wear those. You have to be really fit and svelte, svelte. That's a, I love that word, svelte to wear something like that. So here we are. People are reconsidering their decisions they're made, how they're reopening. Uh, the Keys, uh, we reopened and wide open. They, um, Florida itself reopened the bars and things like that. And people are going out behaving as if they do, you know, not adhering to... Uh, Social distancing, getting very hab, uh, very, very angry at imputations when they're told to wear mask or where they should sit. Some people just don't like it, and they just get up angry and, and leave. But uh, what are you going to do? You can't, you can't make people feel the way you feel. You just can only do the next best thing, and the next best thing for a lot of business owners to be responsible to protect their uh, patrons and workers is asking people to, I guess it would be uh, reducing your exposure. It's more exposure. Yep. The less, the more time you're wearing a mask in that table. Yeah, if you want to spit, lean over the table and do that, that's fine. Um, that's not, you know, I, it, it shows that you care about the people and things like that, but then you know, if you're really concerned about the people you love, if you believe that it m- might be dangerous for them to get this dangerous lug- lung ailment that leaves long-lasting repercussions to your health after the fact, I would uh, be uh, reconsidering of that. But while you're just sitting there getting all pissed off, I understand. And one of my friends, uh, Frank, I want to think hi to Frank and Janie in Philadelphia. They would listen to the show. And they thought I sat like I was having a hard time here. Um, what ha- actually happened is we went back to work, so I didn't have all the spare time to uh, spend on the show yet. Because as we reopen, we still don't have all our staff in uh, in place. So I'm picking up extra shifts right now, working a lot. So I am broadcasting when I am available. So that's the way that is, and I'm doing well. And I, you know, I have health uh, health issues I'm addressing. I'll have something at the end of the month. Maybe I can do, if they let me, I could do a recording right before I go under and right be- when I come out. That'd be good. That's good podcasting, I think. And uh, there's other people that said, "Hey, Jim, talk about you know what you're feeling, what you're concerned." I don't, I don't really have major concerns right now. No one else seems to be really concerned. I ran into another guy that has a similar uh, mass right 
were in the same position of mine uh, as mine. Mine's a little deeper under the skin than his. His is more topical. So that's where that ends. But the area where it is is about the same. So that's working out. And we're going to be coming back with co-hosts. But I just found out right now that, you know, more recently, that it's easier to just set my schedule for where I know I'm going to be. Not where other people. And then have to wait for them to become available even though I like to have a different perspective because you don't want to just live inside your own head you need to have I need to have a sounding board and sometimes I I don't need people to agree with me all the time I understand that uh, people have their own realities and things like that but I didn't come on the air just to do that uh, we have a new rereading a re-edited a new revised Mayan calendar if I'm to understand that correctly, that originally the Mayan calendar ran out in 2012, hence that failed movie, 2000, I think it was called 2012, with John Cusack and I don't know who was in it, it was Tia Leone or someone like that, John Cusack and a couple other people and it's uh just the end of the world it's not picking anything other than like a I don't know what it was was it biblical or just an earthquake or a core the the movie did not excite me they built these big arcs yes I remember that they built these big arcs so people can float in so it's kind of like Noah's Ark thing I think if I remember correctly, and I could be completely wrong because that movie did not excite me to go and take another look at it. I have, you know, when I seen it posted up there on cable, I just, one of those things you, I don't want to go back to. I know, I know it'll be a waste of time. You ever do that? You just go and you go and do something, get any conversation. This could be, I hope this isn't uh, one of those moments, but you just realize, man, that is two hours I can't get back and there were several movies I walked out one was the last days of disco and it was supposed to be an out art house film it's Chloe Shafigny and maybe the chick from party of five if I'm not correct to some brunette and it's a kind of like less than zero um post rat rat pack coming age movie and I just I take a girl there on the first or second date and then I realize man movies are stupid to go out on the first and second dates I don't know why I did this I know it's a little older I was in my 30s then um, and and second of all you never know like if it's a bad movie what you know what are you going to do like you're 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 showing them how horrible your judgment is how hard, you know, this is my, not only am I, it's horrible enough that I'm going to take you on a first date to a movie, but I'm going to take you to the worst, worst possible movie ever. Um, well, the worst possible movie I think I went to was The Watcher with Keanu Reeves. And um, that, and Sandra Bullock, I think Sandra Bullock, no. That chick was my cousin uh, Vinny. The Italian-American actress. Oh, God, I can't remember her name. But, yes, it was a horrible movie. And James Spader. I think James Spader was in it. 
James Spader was the protagonist and the villain was Keanu Reeves and Marissa Tomei. See, it always comes around eventually. So Marissa Tomei. So I think I wandered long enough from that Mayan calendar. I started with 2012, the Mayan calendar, Mayan calendars, new revised. So this Sunday, today's the 16th and tomorrow's 17th, 18th, 19th, 21st, uh, Sunday, 21st, if, you know, arbitrary. This Sunday is supposed to be ending a war. They don't say what. So, you know, the, the only thing probably the end of the world it could be uh, you know, hopefully it's not a nuclear war. <laughs> Man, people get anxious over that. Um, could be like the core. There was a movie called The Core and the, maybe the core stops turning and it uh, there's no more electromagnetic um protection around the planet so we get fried to a cinder or an asteroid or comet that we've failed to detect came in or to uh, maybe like a chain reaction of satellites going off above us that might do something like that that's pretty interesting if you heard that, um, that theory before One, there was a scientist uh they were speculating with all the items that we have in orbit around the Earth. And so many countries putting up satellites right now. And these things have been up there for over 60 years now. 60 years we've been throwing junk up there. Some of it fell back to Earth. Skylab fell back to Earth and a couple items. But other stuff is just up there. They're just circling around. They're in perfect geocentric order orbit and they're far enough away to right amount of speed that they have they're just not going to fall and what happens is um, the scientists speculate I forgot the guy's name that if two of these satellites were to collide in a very um, narrow orbit and all the particulates all the shrapnel from those they would become shrapnels that would hit other satellites and it would just be like a domino effect. Just think it's like a shotgun setting off a shotgun, setting off a shotgun, all the way across. And then what that would do would be an even thick, steady, even layer of satellite trash circling the Earth, forever restricting us to um, only on-planet travel. You wouldn't be able to, you know, launch anybody through the debris. It would, you know, would tear up the engines, tear up the you know, body. You'd have all this stuff pocking the, the plane. So, you know, hitting the fuel and stuff like that. So that's what they're suggesting. Uh, it's a, I think it was a Soviet science, scientist that said that. But the mind, the mind counter runs out. Well. Whoop-de-doo. Who would have thought that the Mayans did not have the imagination? And I'm not picking on the Mayans because they're Mesoamericans and things like that. But anybody, uh, Nostradamus, uh, Old Testament uh, prophets and stuff like that, if they just probably were building a calendar and you go, well, geez, what the fuck? What are we going <laughs> to... It's over with 1,500 years. That's it. You're going to have to you know, when you guess the next day and just extend it, you know, that's the way to do it. But, I mean, I guess 
whatever way, or they devise the calendar that cannot continue, which, boy, that is a bad business model. It's like saying that you're writing a book and it's only going to remain a book. It's never going to become a TV series, a movie, a book on tape, or translate any other languages. It's all going to be a book and it's always going to be in this. And So, yeah, the Mayan calendar. We're not going to use, you know, you're not going to use your calendar. The reason why the Gregorian calendar went so well is because of the, the, the numbers. And they didn't associate it with the year of the cat and the dog. Because it's Chinese, they would add a different number. And there's the Hebrew calendar too, which I think it's What's it, the year 5,000 something? So, it's an arbitrary number that you agree on. It's like time. We go with the 24-hour system. Um, I mean, you could meter time in almost any. You could do it in the hundreds. You know, just, you can make it metric. But the Mayans and this, and the thing is, you got doomsday cults and things like that. People always predicting. I remember... 1999, uh, this summer of 1999, I'm having a discussion with family, and they were talking about, there was a little thing, and it's for millennials, if you're not old enough to remember, and this is approximately two years between, before uh, the attacks of September 11th, uh, two years and a couple months earlier. And the biggest concern then was programmers and a lot of software did not, accurately tabulate the turnover from 1999 to 2000 and that it was going to screw things up and they were going to come up to the year one or something similar to that and people said it would cause much like that satellite disturbance I'm talking about with the cascading effect of destruction destroying satellites, the, all the computers would fail. All the ATMs, all the banks, all the trading systems, all the medical records, our distribution system, and everything. And we'd be put back in prehistoric times because of that. Because of that. And then they started doing patches on it because they were concerned about it. Maybe they worked, maybe it wasn't that big a deal. But at midnight... 1999, December 31st, 1991. I did not worry about anything, and it turned out everything was all right the next day. Well, not, you know, not because of the... And you know what? There could have been a failure on a couple computers. Some guy could have been playing on their... I guess, so would that be PS1? Was there a PS1 then, PlayStation then? Or Sony? Whatever. I don't care. But what happens is uh, when doomsayers are wrong, then they'll come up with another thing. There's, there's, there's religious cults that did it, and they were getting all their people ready, and they said, the rapture is definitely this day. I've been The things that have been revealed to me, that's when it's going to be. And all the believers are sitting there, and they're, they're distributing their estates or getting them ready uh, for, you know, they're, if, I think in a couple case scenarios, they think in, during rapture, they think they're going to be taken bodily up straight up to heaven. And the true, true believers uh, will go up there. And then the people that are having second thoughts are going to be left behind and to fight the people that are uh, behind. Oh, this is a whole 
new work of literature, and I'm sure there's on Netflix and stuff like that, people that have to fight um, the Antichrist and his armies. So, yeah, I guess that would, if you wanted to talk about, this is kind of like uh, the leftovers, maybe, scenario. Yeah, they get called up and stuff like that. So, that's kind of interesting with COVID-19. I wonder if years from now people are going to think this is kind of like the rapture and only the most worthy people can were called up, but they weren't taken the way they thought they were going to take it. Because, you know, it's 2,000 years, and they may have missed translated from Aramaic to uh, Latin to English. They may have screwed it up. So maybe maybe the guy was being more literative, you know, just trying to make a good story. Say, you know, hey, you know, rapture's gonna happen. So the people you know no, we're not definitely not gonna be taken up violently. Oh, that's just too much. You'll die There'll be some, you'll die in a short amount of time. And then the rest will be home. You know, they'll be left on the planet Earth and work it out with the uh, guy who's in charge. So that could be COVID-19. Who knows? You know, we could be living in the end of days. But aren't we really living in the end of days if you consider the amount of time? You only have 24 hours. It doesn't really matter. Um, Whether it's a billion years from now, for some some people who die today, it is the end of the world. Other people are going to go on for years. But for t- today, absolutely, for thousands and thousands of people on this planet Earth, this is the this is the end of the world. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, whatever you believe in the afterlife that you go to is fine. You know, if you think you stay right here and you float around, you know, Casper friendly goes, that's fine too. I'm just saying for all intents and purposes for how we're dealing with now and how we talk to people and how we communicate uh, with people in person, uh, when you die, that is the end of the world. So uh, to be presumptuous. you you got to really be bold when you look at someone and say, hey, listen, the end of the world's next Sunday. I have it on good authority. I've read these Mayan calendars. And they were wrong originally. They were eight years off. But this is the real number. So now, now, will you pay attention? And they're going to pay attention just like they did before. Why didn't you tell us a little earlier so we could have made a movie called 2020? 2020 would have been great. Because we could have like done a spinoff of the ABC News Series 2020. And do something with some, one of those, uh, some kind of marketing thing with, uh, Oh, God, one of those eyeglass places. You know, 10-minute eyeglasses while you wait. Glass, glass, eyeglasses made while you wait. And you can do all this, 2020s and shit like that. It would have got it all done up. But I'll tell you, the news for this year will not be the Sunday, the Mayan calendar, or any crazy other thing. The news this week will be, like, whatever happens in the streets there, whether some... Um, you know, I didn't talk about the uh, social unrest, civil unrest going on right now uh, because it's not about me. And uh, I'm going to let, I'm going to see how history plays that one out. I know how I feel. And uh, 
I think I'd be out there probably um, protesting myself if I was um, a person of color. And uh, I, I did not wade in there because I don't know their experience. But I certainly know the history of their experience. And it's been going on for over 400 years. So um, they're angry. They don't think they're gaining any ground. So, yep, there's going to be some civil unrest uh, unless people stop paying, uh, paying lip service to them and uh, start thinking about how they were looking to solve these problems. And the other one being COVID-19. So we're, uh, we're going to see how that plays out too. How people's strategies, whether they think that, you know, the economy, an unrestricted economy is worth uh, an additional 100,000 deaths. I mean, is there a, that number value when there's some people that aren't going to appreciate that? They, will, they won't trade their loved one for all the money in the world so and if you're one of the fortunate many that don't lose uh, people but then you know they're gonna we're gonna be doubling our odds we're gonna see some some people suggest that it's going to be about 200,000 we're gonna have by October and that may even be more I wouldn't be surprised if there's a research and that it hits like 300,000 and then it's going to be hard to really argue the numbers like the flu takes 60,000 stuff like that when 340,000 400,000 when that that's happening now we're going to get 200,000 and that's with those restrictions we did every year we didn't we didn't do those restrictions we had less now it's going to go up and that's with restrictions but we have fast restrictions maybe we didn't wait long Maybe we didn't do a lot of study on how to open up how, what it means to have been sick and what does the presence of having the antibody in your system mean. Does it mean you can't get it again? You can't spread it? You can't get, it, can't get a hold of you that much and you said it? Uh, we don't know enough. But we're going to find out in the end the dollar value of what and they'll be able to quantifiably say it. You know, if some people, some people are very angry. They say every death is marked down as COVID-19. Well, I can say distinctly, no, it's not every death because there's other ones that um, we've, more than 100,000 people have died in the United States if that happened. So it's not every death is put down as COVID-19. And. Uh, just because you're a nurse or an optometrist or anything. If you're not an epidemiologist, maybe you should be sitting this one out if you're giving your expert advice. And I'm not giving you my expert advice. I'm just saying I'm listening to the doctors who are epidemiologists. And we're going to find out here in the Keys what's that going to be tomorrow. You know, I don't think they're going to shut anything down. I mean, unless news comes in today that things have exploded. As they seem to have been going a little heavier down here but not greatly so we're going to find out and uh, but it's still paradise I mean it's not what what are you going to what I'm going to tell you to come and travel down here is not, not going to be a hassle listen some places require you wear a mask they may all require you to wear a mask starting on Wednesday if they're going to be uh, complying and some people don't like that idea complying but 
that's not their problem there. And if they're not the county government, they don't have to come. They don't have to come down here. You don't have to go out and have a problem. You don't have a right to go into a restaurant. You have a right to go into any restaurant as long as you adhere to their things. So if it's an indoor restaurant, you know, they may require shoes and shirts and stuff like that. And they, you know, starting Wednesday, they, you know, a lot more of them maybe start requiring masks. And uh, that's just the way it is, no matter what you believe in. You know, if you don't believe in science, I understand that. But this is Jim the Keys bartender. You may not be happy with my opinion, but it's my opinion. Uh, if you want your, you can get your opinion off whenever you want. I'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Bye. Switching and saving with GEICO is easy, so you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like, combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until of course something dramatic happens, and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with GEICO. It's easier than you think.